0: Tiki Hut Media. Pop the top on your favorite beer, or whatever you drink, from Tiki Hut Media. This is Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Hey there, I'm Jerry, got my beer cracked open. Happy New Year! It's the first Soul Ramblings of 2022. And on this episode, we're going to talk about glimmers of hope a year later. What I mean by that is, I'm going to start out by reflecting on something that happened almost a year ago. This this week not only marks the first episode of a brand new year, but it also marks one year this week of the Capitol riots, when on January 6th of last year, Congress gathered to certify then-president-elect Joe Biden's electoral win, and a mob of supporters of the former president... Stormed the U.S. Capitol. They scaled walls, they shattered windows, they broke into federal offices, they took over the Senate floor, they stole furniture, they flew Confederate flags, and there were videos that showed groups attacking the press and yelling the all-too-familiar message from the guy who was president at the time that the media is the enemy of the people. The attack on the Capitol left a handful of people dead, and around 140 police officers injured. The insurrection was the first major attack on the Capitol since 1814, when the British burned it down during the War of 1812. Now, many blamed the former president, who for months rallied his supporters to believe that the election was rigged, despite all the evidence proving otherwise. He also made comments both before and on January 6th that were perceived as inciting violence. And a lot has gone down in the year since that attack. And a lot of words have been spoken and prognostications have been said. I preached a sermon. This was when I was filling in at Trinity United Methodist Church over in Bradenton, Florida. And in the midst of that, these Capitol riots happened. And I addressed that at the beginning of a sermon the following Sunday. Here's a snippet of that. And then we'll talk more about the glimmer of hope. And despite all that's happened, a glimmer of hope a year later. Our scripture reading for the morning, two passages from the Old Testament. Psalm 42:5, which reads, Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? And then in Lamentations, chapter 3, verses 19 through 25. The thought of my affliction and my homelessness is wormwood and gall. My soul continually thinks of it and is bowed down within me. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul that seeks him, the word of God or the people of God. You know, we talk a lot about detoxing our bodies. And if you were to put a listening device in our home, you would hear my wife talk a lot about we need to eat this. We need to drink these kind of smoothies. We need to exercise because, uh, more, more often than not, you need Jerry to detoxify your body. And she's right. We do physically. We have toxins that build up in our body and we do need to detoxify our body. We're in a series, though, where we're talking about detoxing our souls, because I believe so many all over the world are living with a heaviness in their soul. After this week, I have a heaviness in my soul. I watched in horror, as did many of you. Behavior on Wednesday that felt much more damaging to my soul, to our souls, than to any building. I mean, we can replace windows, we can sweep floors. We can shampoo carpets. But what kind of damage have we done to our souls, not just in this riot, but in the years of lies leading up to it? I felt as I was watching this unfold before me, as Nehemiah did when he said, when I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. And church this morning, I'm still mourning. You are too. And as I was fretting over the soul of our nation, I found some peace and solace in Isaiah 58.12. Which says, your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach. The restorer of streets to live in. We saw a literal breach on Wednesday. Not just a breach of capital security. We saw a breach of social contract. We saw a breach of trust. We saw a breach in our very democracy. We saw a breach of our souls. Now, many, many words since Wednesday have been written and spoken as those frightening and horrifying events were happening at the United States Capitol. And honestly, those include mine. I had a lot of thoughts and opinions about that. And I was on the phone with Clara a couple of days after that, and I made this comment, Clara, opinions are like belly buttons. We all have one. But many of these emotional words were explicitly or implicitly judgmental. And to be honest, I'm not sure it could have been any different in that moment. But on this, the Sunday after, we need far fewer indignant, righteous, and self-righteous words. And we need far more soulful reflection, I believe. Especially if we are the Jesus followers we claim to be. This is because I believe our nation is not dealing with just a political issue here. Even if we act like it is. We are in a spiritual crisis. And it is time that we act like it. It is my deepest hope and my fervent prayer that we will allow the word of the Lord in 2nd Chronicles 7:14 to shape what we say and do in the coming days. If my people who belong to me will humbly pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. Lord In your mercy, hear our prayer. Would you pray with me? Oh God, help us please to understand and to act. The world has had so many tragedies over these past years. And as recently as this past week. We struggle to see good some days. The news is inescapable at times. The bad news is broadcast in restaurants and on screens and in every public space we go to, it seems. We look for peace and rest. We struggle and try to see good in our society. It feels some days like everything is gone we once counted on. Please, oh God, give us strength and resolve to remember that every small act of kindness matters. Help us to rely on you and your word and not on the media or leaders who are weak. Please guide us and strengthen us to do your will. We pray, Lord, you will forgive our pettiness and help us to remember and follow your son, our savior, Jesus Christ. January 6, 2021 will go down as a dark day in American history. And a year later, here we are a year later, the slow moving wheels of justice continue to turn as we Americans wait to see what happens next. Meanwhile, authorities are wading through one of the largest criminal investigations in American history. So it may be a while before all the answers are on the table. But I want us to stop as we reflect on that and ask ourselves, what do you see? What do you see? And if I can be perfectly honest with you, I see fatigue, I see lament, I see exhaustion. Despite our collective greatest hopes, I see a community that is still living through a pandemic that none of us anticipated would ever last this long. What do you see? I see congregations that have reopened, but church leaders who still hold their breath week-to-week praying that there's no COVID-19 outbreak. I see communities arguing over whether we should be vaccinated. I see people with masks in their glove compartments, pocketbooks, and briefcases, wearied by the mundane duty of masking up daily after nearly two years of this new normal. I see pastors who pivoted to pre-recording services and preaching to empty sanctuaries, now pivoting once again to meet the needs of our current moment re-engaging physical touch points with congregants. What do you see? I see people rushing to business as usual, hoping that if they behave as though things are safe again, that somehow magically they will be. In the words of one public health official, when she was talking about the current challenge, she said, it, meaning the pandemic, doesn't end. We just stop caring, or we care a lot less. I think for most people, it just fades into the background of their lives. Yet we can't simply stop caring. We must continue our vigilance, even in our exhaustion. You might be thinking that this isn't a very hopeful picture of where we are as a nation right now, especially with nearly two years of a pandemic and a year after the Capitol riots. You might be thinking, this is not hopeful. This is not a very good first episode of 2022. My response would be, look again, hope is there. The first glimmer I see is that we are wrestling with different questions than we were at this time last year. For the most part, our doors are back to being open. We have been given the opportunity to be vaccinated. Our children are back in school. The US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has offered guidelines for safe travel and gathering during the holidays that we just celebrated. Many of our congregations now have viable streaming and online options for worship. Beloved, we are in a different place than we were 12 months ago, and I see hope. With all the news surrounding what happened on January 6th one year ago, I see hope alongside our troubled hearts. I see duality. We're exhausted because we have endured a lot Yet we're hopeful because we're still here. We're hopeful because we've learned a lot about ourselves and we've seen that we have the capacity to adapt. We've proved that we can change and that realization can bring hope to our wearied souls that we can still expect something better even in times like these. So what do I see? I see a nation of leaders troubled in soul, yet ready for something more. I see people who have given the best of themselves all year completely spent, yet ready to be wowed by something greater than they are. We're troubled in our souls, as I talked about in that sermon, because we've been fighting so many battles simply to exist. Like I said, with the pandemic, with January 6th, and all of the other bad, shitty news we've had over the past year, we're operating daily in crisis management mode. We're troubled in our souls because the physical and spiritual well-being of us all is directly connected to the public health and public safety decisions that we make. We're troubled in our souls because we've been putting out fires, working through vacations, juggling back-to-back Zoom meetings. Some have been homeschooling their kids, skipping date nights, performing virtual care, testing ourselves regularly for fear of spreading the virus comparing the decisions we make with the decisions of our friends and family and the decisions they make in their context and so much more. We're troubled in our souls because more than 770,000 Americans have lost their lives to COVID-19 and more than 5 million people worldwide and those numbers do not include people with near-death complications who have survived the initial illness. Those numbers aren't just numbers, my friends. They represent our communities and the people we have lost. If we are honest, we must name our weariness. Yet that very weariness lifts our eyes toward hope. Being troubled in our soul sets us up to receive hope and possibilities more fully. It empties us of false platitudes and requires us to truly opt in to the belief that new possibilities come before us with Jesus Christ restoration is before us healing is before us miracles are accessible beauty is possible newness is possible let us not forget when our savior became human flesh and was born in a manger as we just celebrated on christmas god's people were troubled in their souls god's people felt out of options they had done all they could do to fight against the empire they were weary. They needed something greater than themselves. They needed someone to advocate for them. Christ came in crisis. Never assume that being in crisis means you are apart from Christ. My lived experience tells me that Christ is always present when I'm in crisis. I experience Emmanuel, God with us, God with me, in some of my lowest moments. When I'm at the end of my rope, When I'm trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents, as the rapper once said, when I'm weary and heavy laden, Jesus walks into my situation. This is the character of God. In our despair, God sent God's Son to remind us that we would be delivered from the horrific conditions of our present. God has not forgotten, and God has chosen to fight our battles. In the midst of a genocide of baby boys, Jesus came. In the midst of oppressive conditions from empire, Jesus came. In the midst of Mary and Joseph's state of housing insecurity, Jesus came. And with Jesus comes new hope. In the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of an investigation of capital riots a year ago, Jesus comes to us. So, what do you see? I see a society in crisis. I see a people who have collectively exhausted their inner capability to just keep going. But just before we give up, Jesus comes. We have something new to look forward to. Christ is here. New hope and restoration are here. Miracles are here. What do I see? I see leaders of every race and creed ready to receive hope. I see revival. I see replenishment. Most of all, I see that we have been seen by God. Hope is here. Receive it. I still see hope. Do you? I hope we do in 2022. We'll be right back after this short break. The law firm of Becker and Lindauer began from a desire to protect those who have been wrong. That's what drew both David Becker and Danielle Lindauer to the law. And with 45 years of combined experience in personal injury law, the team of David Becker and Danielle Lindauer are highly qualified and ready to help you. If you're in Central Florida, call them today for a free consultation. 941-567-6728. Again, 941-567-6728 you are not only saving a child's life, you're breathing life back into that family. We have phenomenal research, outstanding clinical care, and the generosity of public, which allow us to treat patients regardless of what it takes. At St. Jude, families never receive a bill for treatment, travel, housing, or food because the only thing a family should worry about is helping their child live. Because of you. Because of you. Because of you. There is St. Jude. Donate now at stjude.org. I want to thank you for tuning in today and wish you a happy new year. This is, of course, new year. We're a few days into the new year, but I want to, this is the first episode of the new year. I want to wish you a happy new year. I thank you for the gift and privilege of your time. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening. If you would be so kind as to subscribe and leave a message or rating and a review, it would help us increase our audience, and I would really appreciate that. You can also find us over on Facebook and Instagram. Go and like those pages. Links are in the show notes of this episode. A last piece of advice for you if you believe in goodness and if you value the approval of God. Fix your minds on whatever is true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and praiseworthy. Until next time on Soul Ramblings Podcast, I'm Jerry Wicker. Grace, peace, cheers. Thanks for listening to Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. Soul Ramblings is a Tiki Hut Media production.